0: Film and television, merely entertainment, right? No. There's so much more to film and television that changes our perspectives. And as a result, we can have different either realistic expectations or non-realistic expectations about what life is really like, whether it be horror that helps us develop a habit of turning every light on in the house, or a comedy that helps us relieve tension in the saddest times of our life. I wanna go in the Wayback Machine and find out exactly what movie helped shape you. I'm Oma Shadi and welcome to the Between the Banisters Podcast. Hello, absolute love bugs. Welcome back to Between the Banisters Podcast. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say I'm excited. <laughs> I feel like you already know by now. Ooh gee, Mo's excited, big surprise. But today I am really, really psyched to talk about not only this movie, but to talk to this fine gentleman that has become such a great friend to me, and I'm so excited for that. It is Mr. John Inge, and I want to tell you a little bit about John before we get started. So John is a screenwriter and a TV writer, in his own words, with a hefty case of adult onset queer. He spent eight years writing, directing, and producing over 200 episodes of web series, short films, features, and more and found his real calling in TV writing. He writes action, adventure, sci-fi, but he needs humor in his drama, or drama in his humor, whatever you like. On top of that, he spent 20 years performing in various roles at the Southern California Renaissance Fair, most of which was spent in a comedy band singing dirty songs with the poxy boggards and
1: playing the accordion.
0: (laughs) You can't get more fun than that. First off, thank you
1: for the sweet introduction.
0: So John, tell the kids what movie we are talking about today.
1: Today we are talking about Poltergeist. Toby Hooper, <laughs> <I'm so excited. laughs> uh, not actually a Steven Spielberg film, as a lot of people think. He was the producer, but not the nope. director. Yep. Toby Hooper from uh, Chainsaw Massacre in Texas. That's the name of that one, right?
0: <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre in Texas. What a dweeb. <laughs> So tell me why this movie above all others.
1: Fucking monkey, man. With the symbols.
0: <laughs> um.
1: So, I mean, there is a lot of stuff happening around this time um, in the 80s. There was Jaws, which really fucked up yeah. me and water. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'm, me and water are not friends, like, ever. It didn't take much for me to not be friends with water.
1: <laughs> no, I was, I was, like. I would go to my uncle's uh, cabin in northern Minnesota where they had, um, you know, like boats and we were on a lake and all that stuff. And, you know, show up for breakfast in my pajamas and be like, can I go swimming? They're like, no, you have to eat. Oh, fine. And then I would eat and be like, rah, 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 as fast as I could. And can bam. I go swimming now? <laughs> and they're like, no, you have to wait 20 minutes before you go in has it been 20 minutes? Has it been 20 minutes? Until finally they were like, yes, fine, go ahead. And I would whip off my pajamas and my swim trunks were underneath. And so there'd be this like line of clothing down to the dock and I would jump off the dock, (laughs) stay in there until the sun was going down and my lips were turning blue. And they'd be like, Jonathan, you have to come in now. Be like, I'm not done yet. My aunt loves (laughs) that story and tells it every time I see her. And
0: it's so interesting. <laughs> Your lips are purple. <laughs> yeah.
1: But then uh, when I, after I saw Jaws and it was my turn to try water skin, they're like, first rule is if you fall, let go of the rope. Okay. I'm never letting go of that rope. <laughs> so just, naturally just like rock, being like rock five. <laughs> yeah, I got went up, spoo, straight into the water. And then there, my uncle saw that I had gone, uh, you know, fallen and he guns it to make a loop around so I could try again. And I'm still holding on <laughs> Oh my god. like a submarine just underneath my dad flips out at the end of the dock, jumps off, dives off and swims out to me. Eventually, I realized I can hold on to this and die or I can let go and live. <laughs> and I decided to live as you may have guessed. And my dad gets out there and I'm like bobbing because I got the life jacket on and everything and he like, sees me crying and thinks I might be hurt, and, and I'm like, and he's like, are you alright? Are you alright? And, and, and my face comes up and I'm not sad, I'm angry and like, the skis came off!
0: <laughs> what the hell? Faulty craftsmanship. Oh,
1: yeah, seriously. <laughs> And that was all thanks <laughs> to Jaws. But, but, really. And and I think this may have a, a deep effect on whether I like horror films or not. My mm-hmm. my cousins, when I was like eight or nine, I guess, um, you know, all of the parents, you know, we come from a large extended family. None of us are very big individually, but once all the cousins are together, there's like between eight and thirteen of us. And the parents wanted to get their drink on and like be left alone <laughs> and like get their parenting, get their adulting on without having to be parents. And they were like, why don't you guys go do something? And I can't remember exactly. I, I seem to remember we went into the garage and they put on a movie, but like, this is pre VHS. So I, I can't remember exactly, but I remember <laughs> laying in this bed with a blanket over my head. <laughs> And watching and uh and at first it was just like a really great you know 1970s guys are wearing shorts that are way too close to their balls um I can say balls on this podcast right uh yes okay.
0: yeah, yeah, I what a weird question for balls sake
1: balls sake oh, balls
0: are you talking about Jaws? Or are you talking about Poltergeist? What are you talking about? Pick one. Pick one.
1: All the shorts were too short.
0: You pick one.
1: All the same era.
0: Right? You were on balls. I'm with you.
1: Trying to get off balls. But why? But why? Um, <laughs> So you know, and I'm watching, and it's this family thing, and then like weird stuff starts to happen, and then like. The stuff that really sticks out are kid alone in a bed, yeah. tree outside, scraping Butto. against the window, all that. And then the toys start coming to life. And
0: yeah. Can't do it. Won't do it. <laughs> no. No. No.
1: Nope. Nope. And, and then I think my, because that, that monkey, and I remember that was a thing with me and all my friends growing up, was the that freaking monkey with the symbols in yeah. that moment was like the most terrifying horror there were some other things that happened later on uh, as i recall in that yeah. movie but that was the thing that really stuck out as like that's creepy and so to me to this day it's like the average everyday stuff like i remember watching the sixth sense and getting the same feeling because it all felt very grounded like yeah. that movie did at the time and um <laughs> and <laughs> The place I you was get, living, like, the
0: nervous, scared laughter.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the place I was living um, with my uh, the woman who would become my ex-wife. Uh, I would have to go out of our little bungalow and then go into the garage, which was creepy as fuck. And, <laughs> and I'm like sitting there putting the laundry in in the washing machine and I all I can hear is Haley Joel Osment and like you know that feeling on the back of your neck That's them. and I'm like just throw it in throw it in and I'm like run in and slam the door behind me and Janine just looks up and she's like ghosts <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yes ma'am yep. I remember buying that movie and just leaving it in the shrink wrap
0: Promise of having the gumption one day. (laughs) Yeah,
1: one day day I'll watch this again. Today is (laughs) not (laughs) that day. (laughs) Uh,
0: Undefeated. Mm. So tell me how you feel that the the poltergeist (laughs) like there's just one.
1: How do you feel (laughs) about the poltergeist?
0: (laughs) How do you feel that it kind of shaped you or like shaped your fear? I guess
1: because
0: we're talking about a lot of like inanimate objects especially toys and i can see for a kid being like if my toys came to life i would literally shit myself like (laughs) what why so how did it shape your your fear what makes you scared
1: i think the cool thing about poltergeist is how grounded it is Mm -hmm. and so like those are the things that get me it's not the crazy crazy stuff like at the end you know there's like the Thing coming out Swim of the in TV. A soup. yeah, uh, yeah, oh, I, oh, wait, no, yeah, I forgot about that. That
0: was, I'm sorry, now I remember. I'm
1: sorry, yeah, also, also going into pools for a while was no go. Nope. <laughs> no. Um, I can shape my fears in that it's all of that stuff is very grounded, and so it's all of the if I hear something in the house. Yeah. I don't immediately go to. Oh, that's a ghost. <laughs> that's a poltergeist. <laughs> but,
0: poltergeist. But I think what's what's interesting about like even just asking that question and and answering the fact that it is grounded is really it's really fucking scary. Because a lot of mm-hmm. that stuff is plausible. I mean, maybe not the guy ripping his face off or like <laughs> you know that's not plausible. But what's scary is just really innate fears that even as an adult. I think that we have like nobody likes to be shadow of a tree like right outside their their room. No, 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 no. no Nothing no. where that's right outside where somebody could perch upon
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and stare at me in the night.
1: <laughs> yeah. it. We've been conditioned throughout the years and we pass that on. Like I that I think fear? so
0: because I yeah, cuz I feel like especially with horror there's so much that puts like something in the culture, right? Cuz mm-hmm. it's like I feel like that movie probably established my my fear of clowns but mm-hmm. even then like my mother was like don't fuck with clowns like <laughs> we were not allowed like clown toys and things when we were kids because my mother was terrified my mother was terrified of jack-in-the-boxes like all of that stuff like I, I feel like it just put something and we just kind of pass those things on And it leaves, like, this weird imprint of stuff. Because I feel like horror is really the only thing that makes you, like, change your behavior for stuff. Like, you're going to flip on all the lights in a dark place if you're really scared. Because it (laughs) might be a poltergeist. It might be somebody with a knife trying to kill you. It could be anything. But if you have all the lights on, at least they're going to kill you in the daylight. (laughs) At least you're going to
1: see it coming. It won't (laughs) be a surprise. Oh.
0: (laughs) god damn it
1: (laughs) thank god the sweet release of death here it comes Ah.
0: i I knew it was coming (laughs) and i want to talk to you about this because because we just did uh an american werewolf in london with griffin Dunn and this has dominique Dunn, which she has that whole tragic story with her Mm -hmm. and then this movie ended up being on like cursed films documentary there's a lot of like curses quote-unquote amongst Mm. this movie um do you know about any of those no really i don't keep oh my god oh my god so um they were just saying that because of a lot of the the rituals and some of the verbiage that was used throughout the film like when they have like um little zelda come and they have the, um, just kind of throughout the franchise, it kind of opened up some kind of jazz. And the young girl that played Carol Ann,
1: yeah,
0: and she she actually had a how do her work that's her name. She actually had a condition and was given the wrong medication, and that's what led to her right. death. Do you feel like that's grounded, though? Kind if like things are like now the movie's cursed, or now this is happening.
1: Oh. I um, don't really believe in that, but I like to believe in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's totes fun.
1: It is. Well,
0: well, it's interesting because I think like Joe Beth Williams said that um, while she was filming either either of the, um, the poltergeists that she said every time that she visited or stayed at a home or stayed in a hotel, all the pictures would be crooked. Like something was like behind her like and she would straighten them and she would wake up in the morning and they would be crooked again and she was like this is impossible unless i'm staying all these places and living on a freaking fault line and it's freaking out and you know what when i stayed in my airbnb in los angeles guess what happened oh, no. all the fucking pictures were crooked and i almost lost my shit It's <laughs> like no
1: that that <laughs> <What> place was <laughs> cursed though
0: <laughs> it was cursed because i definitely fell ass over tea kettle and busted my face almost but i'm okay
1: (laughs) everything
0: is all right is there a scene out of poltergeist that you feel is either the scariest or your most favorite scene from what you remember because i'm pretty sure you probably not not watched it
1: again (laughs) i mean no i've definitely seen it uh somewhere in my adult life but Um, probably not in the last 15, 20 years. Um, but I mean, I would, I totally would. Um, I loved, (laughs) I loved all of the stuff where they were like, oh, we have this weird thing happening in our house. And they like take Carol Ann and like put the helmet on her and she slides across the floor. Oh Yeah. You know? And then, like, yeah, the chairs going up on the table, which they do all in one shot, and, like, because it's, I mean, talk about selling the magic of that movie. Yeah. Like, there's been breakdowns of how they did that now, and it's just a bunch of dudes with chairs, and as she goes over, you can see a little bit in the reflection of the toaster or something, like, people behind her... (laughs) and how are they
0: stacking them up uh practice I'm gonna have to watch it
1: Uh, union (laughs) labor union labor that's how you get it most talented people (laughs) you know being on movie sets it's I don't know it has its own magic to it you know um yeah because you go like oh wow how did they do that and then when you see how they did that you go oh my god really that's brilliant. Yeah, that's even more yeah. magical than if they had just waved a wand.
0: It scared me. It still scares me to this day. Yeah, because our house is really, really old. <laughs> My little caddy shack. It's old, but I also feel that it is in some places slanted. Like it's, it's old. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember moving in and putting something down. And it like rolled back towards me, and I was like, I... <laughs> "I don't know if I like this." And then, like you gotta go through the house and you're like, "Oh, well, this corner is a little bit higher than this corner. It's an older house, but it's just it's that kind of fear, like it's so invasive, like hauntings. and it, mm-hmm. to to, and to your point earlier about sounds because you like that could be anything. <laughs>
1: What is that?
0: That could be mass murder or I left the sink on. <laughs>
1: there's no, in, there's no pipes between. warming up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happened too, the heat, when we turned on the heat, because no one had lived in our house for a while. And that winter, when we turned on the heat, the whole, the whole house went,
1: <sighs> and I
0: was like, oh my God, I'm dying.
1: <laughs> no. Uh...
0: Get the children out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Man. Man. So, out of, like, scary movies, because you touched on Jaws, too, so I don't understand why we can't do a twofer. Sure. Is there any part of Jaws that's your favorite scene, or Jaws, outside of, like, what you discussed already? Is there a scene that you feel is, like, super formative to the film?
1: I mean, I think the thing that makes Jaws work is the family story that's happening. Um, yeah. But that's not why I was scared of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate families; they're scary.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, the unknown that is beneath the surface of the water, and you're like, in uh, yeah, humans technically can swim, but you know, we're not made for the water. Um, so having something that you're in its mm-hmm. domain and, um. And, like, the angles that they did from, like, first person of the shark, of, like, looking up and seeing things that I, of course, never seen at that point. um, Because of the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Boobies. Um, And that was was very scary. And I grew up in Southern California, like, going, one day I'm going to be a surfer. (laughs) I am not a surfer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, I certainly tried, but there was a long time where I wouldn't really go in. Um, I did try surfing. I'm like for a long time, I, and I was terrible at it. But I was in like when I gave up.
0: <laughs> I don't care about the water at all. <laughs> you know, it's nuts. I'll tell you why. I don't care about the water. Talk about accident prone. So when I was seven, I drowned, and I had to be resuscitated. i drowned in our local lake and i was like "Mm, and
1: now you're just a ghost
0: (laughs) i'm just a ghost so i it took me a while to like (laughs) the ghost host settled down (laughs) I (laughs) anywho i drowned i had to be resuscitated and it took me a while to uh kind of even get back into like water even at this age I still won't. If it's at a pool and it's four foot and I can touch the bottom and I that's fine. But I won't get back into like a lake or anything. And then I started like uh canoeing and like kayaking and stuff and I'm like, no, maybe, maybe I won't. But I had seen something underneath the water. And we have a very um it's pretty shallow for the most part until you kind of get way, way out with our lake. But I remember it being like very, very long. <laughs> and then the I thing under the water happen. or
1: the lake itself was long. No,
0: the no, the thing for the water. <laughs> this was like when before I drowned days, yeah. the carefree swimming out days and not caring. And it was really, really long. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And I'm not telling anybody that I saw it because <laughs> they're not going to believe me. And if it's like a killer or something or other, I don't want to have rubbed up against it. And I freaked out. But I hate the water. But catch me watching on Saturdays all day long, like
1: From the Deep. (laughs) And when Shark Week comes, forget it. I'm all over that. I
0: know. Because it's just like it's I can see it, but I don't gotta get in. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well the crazy thing is like Jaws comes out. I'm already afraid of water. And then like whenever we would go spend time at the lake uh they would talk about these fishing stories about um something or other (laughs) with a fin no it's not a walleye (laughs) anyway it's kind of unimportant but they they would they they, they grow to be (laughs) gigantic and it's the sort of thing that as a fisher person you want to catch um but it's very very hard to catch
0: I don't know why that
1: was so funny. Continue. I'm
0: not assuming anyone's genuine. <laughs> fish. um, fisher person. Fisher I love one. it.
1: It is. Um, it's
0: probably exactly what it is, but I found it funny. Right. Continue. Um, if you catch this big fish. Are
1: <laughs> you still looking up what the mus- fish is? Uh, Muskie. A musky. That was it. Um, you weren't even close. <laughs> no, maybe it wasn't a musky. I can't.
0: Remember. Oh, my God. And the story was?
1: So, yeah. So there's stories of, like, guy goes down onto his dock with his dog. And he's, like, getting ready to start, okay. start fishing. And his dog's barking. And he's trying to keep it quiet. And it won't stay quiet. And he turns around to put, like, a worm on a hook. And all of a sudden, his dog stops barking. And he looks back. And the dog's gone. And he sees a fish. <laughs> this gigantic, huge <laughs> fish running off of it. Uh yeah, so like little- like, little dogs get eaten by these things, according oh, sure. to legend. A guy who was dangling his feet, it came up and, like, like latched onto his foot. Fuck no. <laughs> and then, like, he ended up kicking it, and it ended up on his lawn, and they had it for dinner, and then they got fined for not having a fishing license. Uh, <laughs> these are all could-be legends. But these are, the, these are the things I'm hearing around Jaws time that are now turning me off. Like, I, they couldn't get me out of the water, and now I'm not so sure.
0: Oh, <laughs> you don't want to be dragged off by a fish.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, these Aww. days I'm fine with it. I just, you know.
0: These days I'm fine with getting dragged off by a fish.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it beats a lot of the things going on in the world right now. So.
0: God, I wish I could be dragged off by a fish right now. Yeah.
1: Oh, gigantic fish of the north, take me <laughs> from this take mortal realm!
0: <laughs> oh my god, I gotta get help. Okay, um,
1: the poltergeist <laughs> monkey. I do want to say I was gonna say this earlier, and I got distracted by myself. Uh, <laughs> was the poltergeist monkey the way it was in my head? The Simpsons mm-hmm. did this episode where they animated that monkey, and it's like this wide yeah. angle, and like, ah, and it's. All the more terrifying, but that's exactly how it looked and felt in my head. Oh, for sure. For all these years.
0: For all these years. Well, it says in the trivia for here, for here, it says in the trivia here that both terrors that plague Robbie, um, Steven Spielberg's own fears as a child, he has a terrible fear of clowns and a tree outside of his window. So, I mean, that probably had to be like like just go as hard as we can <laughs> please just go as hard as we can i imagine the worst case scenario would be this freaking clown strangling my ass with its own body <laughs> and then perhaps the tree eating me hmm. <laughs> the a little clown of that.
1: fed me right. to the tree
0: <laughs> oh that freaking clown scared the crap <laughs> and the tree was like trying to eat him and it was like all like that remember when they they got the rope and they were coming out of the closet and then they were all covered in like peach peach (laughs) jello and cheeto puke
1: afterlife jizz
0: (laughs) that's what it looked like (laughs) gross jody i can't all right i'm gonna ask you if you can Mm. you can choose whether it's poltergeist or jaws Can you describe either movie to someone who has no idea what it is? You got to pick one.
1: I mean, I probably could. (laughs) All right, let's see here. (laughs) Let's see. Jaws is about a small, nine-tucket town that gets ravaged by a shark over the Fourth of July weekend, and only one man, Sheriff Brody, (laughs) can stop people from going in the water, but. The mayor doesn't want that because they're going to lose so much money. Oh God! It just feels like modern times all over again. It's like I don't. (laughs) People are going to die if they we put them in the water. It's like, but you know, money.
0: Right? People are going to die if we have. People are going to die. But money. Right. Mm. That old tune. Yeah. God damn it! (laughs) The fucking man. I'm telling you. All right. What do you think? Because um, if you want to lean more Jaws-heavy, we can we can do that. What do you think, either one, and I ask this of all my guests, is A, in your opinion, what is either movie trying to say?
1: Oh, geez. What is the
0: allegory for each movie? And you can pick one. You can go back to both places. You can stay with Jaws. I mean, I We're going to make this a fun double whammy.
1: Yeah, I think um, well, that's one of the things about, um, about Spielberg and kind of movies that he makes is that they're Kind of about a dysfunctional family learning to come back together and love each other.
0: It is excellent. <laughs> Against all odds.
1: <laughs> Against all odds. Well, especially because, you know, um, if you have so- a traumatic event, like your daughter being sucked into a television and you have to go to hell yeah. and take her back out, that's going to be together. It is. It's <laughs> <as laughs> a, a lot of
0: together. But with that and it's funny because I don't mean funny, haha, but it's like the daughter, like Dominic Dunn's character, misses like a big chunk of it. She's she's Dana Freeling, but she misses like everything that's happening with Carol Ann because she went out on a date.
1: <laughs> Sorry, isn't there a part where she comes home and she's like, she's like What's like, going
0: on? <laughs> screaming, meanwhile, the house is like getting sucked into oblivion and she's like. And then everybody else is like dying or in the skeleton (laughs) in the skeleton soup out back, uh, you know, whatever. It's fine.
1: But I think that in a taxi (laughs) on her way home at sunrise, like hoping that she could (laughs) sneak in and nobody would notice. But they got bigger things to think about at this point. Right?
0: They're probably like, I don't care where you are. It's fine. (laughs) Stay out as long as you like.
1: (laughs) Move the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. Oh, Craig T. Nelson, (laughs) so good,
0: masculine '80s. Okay,
1: yeah, I think that's with shorts that are way too short. Yeah, to bring it all back around, (laughs) full circle. Reminds me of my cousin.
0: (laughs) Cheap hotel. (laughs) Is it cheap hotel?
1: Oh no, uh, I was talking about the shorts in the backyard drinking beer. He's got his legs wide open. It's like, (gasps) (laughs)
0: did (laughs) you? That's
1: that's a ball. (laughs) Uh, oh yeah. One ball.
0: That's so yucky.
1: <laughs> That's meant for you.
0: I literally felt that in the back of my throat.
1: <laughs> I could make a joke.
0: <laughs> but you won't.
1: But I won't.
0: This was fun because we actually did a Spielberger special Spielberger with friends.
1: A Spielberger twofer.
0: <laughs> Spielberger twofer. Well, John, can you tell the kids where they can find your work? Area? anything um, where they can support you.
1: You can actually. I have a website about myself. <laughs> that's what you do as a writer, apparently. Yeah. J L N E N G E. J-O-N-E-N-G-E. You can also find me on Twitter at Mars Rising Films. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. You can find me <laughs> on Instagram, but I don't recommend it.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of short shorts ball pictures.
1: Just shorts and balls. <laughs> my entire account. OP shorts, like, with that, uh, made of...
0: OP. O- o- OP. All right, well, this was fun, John. Thank you so much. It's so good to thank see you thank again. Thank
1: for having me. It's always fun having fun with you. So
0: Oh, my God. I oh, thought that was so tender.
1: I, yeah, I mean, we did have a four-hour brunch just the other day. That's fine. It could have been longer. Yeah, honestly, I could have kept going. I
0: know. <laughs> individually we had shit to do exactly uh, and i would have ran out of money because we just get <laughs> money drinks. buying drinks